Welcome to the Embodied CEO Podcast. I'm Kirsten, and while I'm an integrative performance dietitian by trade, a mom of three, and a wife, I am also a nearly two-decade entrepreneur turned business mentor, and I've seen all sorts of iterations of how to do business. And I'm tired of female business owners not fully stepping into their power because the road we've been told we have to take to get here sucks. In this podcast, I'm empowering entrepreneurs to trust their voice and expertise, to start thinking big when it comes to their business, and to move forward unapologetically toward goals that don't have to make sense to other people. Let's have the big conversations. Let's lay it all out on the table. And let's support each other forward in this crazy journey of entrepreneurship. Oh, and let's have some fun while we're doing it. Hello, hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of the Embodied CEO Podcast. I am so excited today because we have a guest with us who is actually probably one of my favorite people, and I've never met her in person. How weird is that? We're going to talk about that today. How does that even make sense? But you all know me, and you know I do weird things. So we're going to talk about some exciting stuff today. Specifically, our topic is essentially giving yourself permission to get reignited in the passion in your business. But that sounds really stilted and clinical. So we're going to break that down for you. But here's why I have this guest with me today, because I'm going to introduce her in just a second. But this guest with me today, we met, and I'm going to have to tell you in just a second, a story about my first impressions when we met. She doesn't even know the story, but we met. And it is like we are parallel lives in the same universe and without even knowing it. So I want to introduce to you somebody who I'm going to call a dear friend, even though I've never met in person. But welcome to the podcast with me, Miss Olivia Glosser. Hi, Olivia. Hi, I'm so happy to be here. It's early where you are. I woke you up early for this. Sort yes, of early. Yes, you did. <laughs> a Nine. little bit. Is that, is that early for you? You're an early riser though, no. aren't you? You're No, you're not? I thought you were. Okay. Oh, I am an early riser. It's not early for me. <laughs> Got it. I was going to say, because is... you're that early morning gym brat. Like, this is not early for you. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Awesome. <laughs> well, tell everybody who's listening real quick who you are, what you're about. Give us a short little elevator pitch of who is Olivia Glosser. Awesome. Yeah. Hi, everyone. My name is Olivia. I am a six-figure business coach and my passion really is helping online coaches build their businesses with simplicity, ease, and fun and freedom as like core values. Because if you do not have freedom in your business, if you are sitting behind a desk 24-7, what is the point? Like, what is life even, right? If that's what we're doing. Like, what is life? Yeah. What is the point? And I'm going to have you tell people your story in just a second. But I want to introduce kind of how you and I even met and why we're in the same sphere which first of all, the coaching business online is kind of a really small industry if you really think about it. Everybody's connected. It's like Kevin Bacon, right? Six degrees of Kevin Bacon. Like everybody's connected by like three people. But you and I originally met in a mastermind with one of our former coaches together in the same mastermind. And can I tell you the story of my first impression of you? You don't even know the story, but can I tell you the story? Yes, I'm like nervous and excited. <laughs> no, you should be excited because it was really good. But I saw you in this mastermind. And for those who are listening but can't hear us, Olivia is a solid 20 years younger than me, maybe more. I don't even know how old you are, but you're, you're a solid 20 years younger than me. So when we were in this mastermind together, I saw you and I was like, that is a chick that has her shit together. Oh my God, she looks so confident. Literally the first thing that I thought. You looked so like in your element and like, yeah, bitches, I'm here. Like literally what I saw. 
And in my back of my mind, I'm going, I'm really intimidated in this space. Like these people all have their shit together. And like, I had my shit together, which I now know, but like, we never feel like we have our shit together. Right. But I literally was intimidated by the presence of everyone in this mastermind. And then looking at you and I'm like, I don't know where to place her. Like, I thought you were going to be like, who is this chick talking to me? And then for those like, like truly, I was like, she's going to be like, who is this chick? And why is she talking to me? Because then I messaged you. Do you remember that? I messaged you in the DMs on Instagram. And I was like, I don't even remember what I said, but you said something that tracked with me and I reached out. Do you remember what it was? I don't even remember what it was. I don't remember what it was, but I remember because we were living like four hours away from each other. And this mastermind was people from everywhere. And I was like, what are the odds? This is so weird that we live so close. And I remember that started the conversation. Yeah. And I've reached out to you for something. I don't remember what it was, but it was something like business relate. Like I was actually asking a question. I'm like, do you feel this? Like I feel this. Do you feel this? And I was asking your opinion on something. We'd have to go back in the DMs to find it. But the point is I was so like, this chick is going to think I'm insane that I'm reaching out to her because we have nothing in common. That was my first thought. I'm like, we have nothing in common. Look at her <laughs> 20 years younger, you know, living the free life up on the coast with her boyfriend. And I'm over here in suburbia with my three kids. And like, what do we have in common? But we have everything in common. Besides that, we don't have that in common. But besides that, you and I are like, I swear to God, the same person. Yes, literally. Every single time we talk, it's like, I'm going through one thing. You're like, oh, me too. And we're yeah. like, you're going through something. I'm like, oh, me too. We are literally the same person. Like in living a parallel bodies. journey. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And like at the same time, it's always like, this just happened to me. And then you're like, holy shit, this just happened to me. And then we're like on the same path. And I love that so much because what it goes to show is it's that first impressions piece, right? Like you didn't look intimidating in the sense of like off-putting, but I was just like, oh my God, I'm so intimidated because you just seemed like you had your shit together. But we make these assumptions, I feel like, about people. And then we close ourselves off to experiences that could lead to genuine friendship now across a country because you decided to move. But whatever, that's neither here nor there. But <laughs> across a country where we've never met in person, but we have this connection where literally you and I started our own boxer chat, not to coach each other, but to be like, we have to be friends here regularly and just fucking be on boxer together. Yes. And it's so funny that you say that about your first impression of me because in that space, I was, I felt like I was like so small. I was like, oh my God, I'm in this space. I don't belong here. What am I doing? And I felt so intimidated. So the fact that that was like your first impression of me just kind of makes me laugh because I remember being there and being like, uh, what am I doing? <laughs> but this is such a tangent, but isn't that just so poignant to what everybody feels when they're like, I'm going to go out here and do this thing. And we all feel like we're imposters and we all feel like everybody else has their shit together. And we're the only ones who don't know what to do next or what's nobody has this all planned out. Nobody like everyone is literally growing it, learning it, doing it as they're going. And it's all about who can continue to move even when shit feels weird. That's the difference, right? Like, isn't that crazy? Yeah, I had a day like last week where I was feeling like not super confident. I just like had one of those days and I was still showing up and selling and someone came in my DMs and like wanted to buy the thing I was selling. It was like a one-on-one -on -one coaching package. And she said, I just have to buy this because you are so confident. It was the day that I felt like not confident at all. I was like, oh, okay. Yeah, but that's literally what it is, right? It's always like yeah. we get in our head, like we know our shit. We are a badass. We know what we're doing. We we are here to lead, but we still all have that moment where we're like, she has her shit together more than I do. She knows more than I do. She's lead, and no, like we're all the same. Even your mentors, for those of you listening, even whoever your your dream mentor, you know, mentor of mentor of mentors is, 
we're all just human. And everybody in the end is like, I have days where I feel like total garbage, but I'm just going to mm-hmm. choose to get up anyway and show up anyway. And then stuff moves from there, right? Like, yeah. Okay. So that's the side story of how we got here. The reason I asked Olivia to come on the podcast, one, because she's awesome. And if you don't know her, go get to know her. But two, because we have such parallel stories. But I want parallel, but very different from a time frame perspective, because I didn't step into a lot of, you know, there's a gap in who I want to be and what I want to do until I was like in my 30s. I went through this whole iteration of like adulthood, parenting, all that stuff before I stepped into I want to get back to my passion. Your story is like the opposite of that. Like tell people when you started really getting into coaching and like take us back to what you were doing in college because I'm so freaking impressed by what you did. Yeah, I was a super overachiever in high school and college. And so like the party scene was never really my thing in college. I got really into fitness. When I went to college, I gained the freshman 15 in like literally a month. I gained 15 pounds. And it was not even from like partying. It was just from like... I don't even know, just hanging out, eating the food in the food hall, like core, all of that stuff. Anyway, so my freshman year, the rest of the year, I got really into fitness, changed my life, transformed the way I viewed everything. And I had, I was just into fitness for like a few years. Then I decided to become a fitness coach after my friends were asking me, how'd you do that? I lost like 40 pounds. I like completely changed my whole life, became a fitness coach. But when I became a fitness coach, it was my junior year of college. And I had already had a job secured for post-grad in accounting. And so I started my business. And at first I was like, I'm just going to watch what influencers are doing and I'm going to copy them and it's going to be great. (laughs) And I (laughs) did not build my business at all for like two months. And being the overachiever that I was, and I still am, but in a different sense, I was like, I have to hire someone to teach me how because I'm not going to be mediocre at this. Like, that's just not me. I'm like, I'm not going to just like be okay with being like mediocre. You're not going to like butt pose (laughs) influencer, try to impress people. You're like, I'm going to build a business. I'm going to sit here. I'm going to actually build a business. I love that. Yeah. So I hired a coach, went all in. The following year, actually turned down my job offer and went all the way in my business my senior year of college, graduated, don't use my degree, (laughs) but have now pivoted from fitness coaching into business coaching after I scaled my fitness business to six figures and, and consistent 20K months within the first two years. So then I transitioned into business coaching and now this is, this is what I do. I'm so impressed because you had not just the what's the word I'm looking for? The drive, but like the foresight in college to be like, wait, this is a thing that I care about, that I'm passionate about, that I'm good at. And I want to like pursue that. Did your parents freak out? Just a side note. Did your parents freak out when you're like, I'm not actually going to use this degree that I'm getting right now? Yeah. My parents freaked out when I hired a mentor because my first mentorship container that I joined, it was like $7,000. And being in college, I was making like minimum wage I pretty much just spent my entire savings and my student loan money on this mentorship program and I didn't tell anyone. Well, then COVID happened and I had to go home and my parents knew I was like on all these calls doing all this stuff. They're like, what's going on? And I had to tell them and they thought I was like off my rocker. They're like, you did what with your savings? Like, what are you doing? They thought I was crazy. And then I started making my money back 
And they were like, oh, okay, so this works. But then when I turned down my job offer, they were like a whole new level of like, are you sure? Are you sure? Like, you don't want to do both? And I was like, heck no, I don't want to like go work a nine to five and then do my passion after. Like, I want to go all in on this so that I know, like if this doesn't work, then I know that it didn't work, but I don't want it to not work because I'm not giving it my all. I love that, especially that last part. I don't want to ask later, was it slow or did it not work because I wasn't all in, right? And like that, the fact that you did that at like 20 years old to me is just incredible because most people is still at 20. We're very influenced by our parents, right? And I have this on both sides. Now I have parents and I am a parent, like I'm very cognizant of that with my kids because we are very influenced by our parents. And my parents were very similar to probably yours, probably a little bit more hardcore because, again, 20 years older. My dad did not comprehend what entrepreneurship of, like, you build your own business? Like, what? Like, outside of his scope of comprehension, right? Because he was the career guy with the same company for 35 years. And it never made sense to them. It only made sense to them, and this is the unfortunate part, once they saw money coming in in ridiculous amounts. And I hate that that's what happens, right? That like we only pursue the passion when we have the proof because the money comes in. But, and this is what I kind of want to redirect to for why we're having this conversation. To me, this whole thing about having our business is about so much more than, yes, I can generate cash with this. Because you could have gotten a paycheck in cash with your job, right? Like, but it wasn't about security and money and all that. It's about, I love doing this. I'm freaking good at it. I can impact people. And this gives me freedom, like you said at the very start, right? Like you get to pursue your passion, but live your life, not live your life as after you've done the job, but like live your life and happen to translate it into your passion as opposed to you're in this business. And then you have four hours left at the end of the day where you're making dinner, cleaning the house, seeing clients on the side and maybe watching a Netflix show, right? Like that wasn't the goal. The goal was this overarching, I'm passionate about what I do. And I, I'm just incredibly impressed that you recognize that and not just recognize, but actually did something about it in college. Because who has the cojones to do that with 7K of student loan money when you're in college? Like, that's insane. But I love that you did that. I'm, it's incredibly impressive <laughs> to me. Anyway. Yeah. I literally told no one. I was like, I'm going to do this because I, I trust myself. But like... I don't want to, I just don't want to tell anyone. I told one of my roommates that I was like not really friends with. I was like, I'm telling you, but don't tell our other roommates because I just don't want them to know, but I have to tell someone. Uh, yeah, it, it was a whole moment. Because you knew there was probably going to be judgment and some sort of like people trying to talk you out of it. Like this makes no sense, but this goes back to, again, it's your passion. It doesn't have to make sense to anybody. It just mm -hmm. has to be this. And you have to trust yourself. And you just said that. But I want to talk about, because when you and I were in that mentorship together, and then obviously afterwards, we've, we've had this, we formed this whole relationship now, the sisterhood with uh, someone I've never <laughs> met, who then decided to move across the country. I maybe should take that personally. She was really close to me. We became friends. She's like, I'm out of here. Just kidding. <laughs> I think there were circumstances. But what I want to talk about is, I remember a conversation that you and I had where, you know, you're full in business coaching, but then part of you was like, I kind of still want to help the people that do the fitness stuff. And there's some couple people still that I am passionate about, you know, helping them move through the process. And you had a lot of people, including your mentor, tell you to stick with the thing. And I want to talk about how important it is to have passion be the, the driver of all the things. And it's okay to burn something down if it isn't everything you want and go back to reigniting your passion. Talk to me about that mental stuff you went through of like, wait, I stepped out of fitness and now I'm in business, but I kind of still want to have half a foot in the fitness piece. Yeah. So when I was a fitness coach, 
And I think a big driver for me also creating the clean break when I just went fully into business coaching was my own relationship with fitness. So just like a lot of, I think, a lot of people who are in the fitness space, I kind of got really far in it. And I had not a very good relationship with food, with my own body, with fitness in general. And so at the time when I transitioned into business coaching, it felt really good for me to not be fitness coaching. So I could find what balance really looks like for me. But once I found that, I wanted to actually help people find that new balance that I had found. And so it was a a new level of passion for fitness. And I'm really good at fitness coaching. Like I'm really good at it. And so once I had healed all of my relationship with fitness, I wanted to help some people. And I had some people reaching out to me, asking me to help them. And I had that turmoil of like, well, I like burned down this business. So like, I don't know, should I do this? Should I not? Should I just stick with what I'm doing and, and put all of my energy there? Is that bad? And I decided to help people in fitness and do both and allow myself to have multiple passions and not make that a bad thing, but actually make that what makes me, me and what makes me so successful in all of the things I do is because I do follow that passion wherever it takes me. So I did end up still coaching some fitness clients. I still have some and some of them are people that have been with me for like two years or three years since I very first began. But yeah, now I'm I'm still, I have a couple new clients and I'm still coaching them and it's really fun and I enjoy it. And yeah. I love that. I love it because it's, it's again, the permission of you can do whatever the hell you want. <laughs> like <laughs> you want to do fitness coaching, do it. You want to do business coaching, do it. You want to do both, do it. You want to stop one for six months, but come back in seven. Like, I, I think it's that whole mindset that still is very much tied to old school, how business should function or how career should function. Like it's seen as going backwards if we return to something that gave us passion, but now we're approaching it in a totally different way from a totally different perspective, from a totally different space. It's never backwards. It's only backwards if we're doing it out of lack. It's backwards if we're doing it because we're like, I'm scared to succeed at this new thing. So I'm going to go back to what's safe and comfortable, but that's not what's happening here. Like you went not backwards, you moved forward in your own business. And it happened to include fitness coaching again, because you had a whole new perspective and a whole new passion for helping that subset in a different way, right? The the reason that story resonates with me so much, and you and I've talked about this, obviously, is because I have these two lines of business in my life still. And it was all about nutrition coaching. I went to college for seven years to become a dietitian. You better believe I was passionate about that shit. And I actually wanted to work in that space. But then I also got very disillusioned with how nutrition functions and how historically in our, you know, in the parameters of our governing bodies in the dietetic space, how we're supposed to function. And I was like, ah, this is yuck. I don't want to have anything to do with this. But then eventually came back to it where I'm like, wait a minute, I can do this exactly the way that I want to do it and coach exactly the way that I want to coach. And I can take on exactly as much or as little of this as I want to. And I found through that process, when I scaled my nutrition coaching business, you know, very quickly within a year to multiple six figures and having to hire a team. And I'm like, holy crap, where do we go from here? I was at the opposite end of it where I literally got burnt out with so much of me being in it because I was so excited by it. And I took on everything and I was absolutely burnt out with just being overloaded with all the stuff. And then people started asking me about, well, how are you building all of this? And it took me back to when my husband and I built our IT business and I was all business. There was no nutrition, nothing. I was all business. I was the ops manager. I was HR. I was admin. I was everything. I was doing everything except the programming, right? But I love that shit. 
But I just never in my brain thought that two coexist, right? It was either like, go get a job working in a business ugh, or go run your own business as a dietitian. And I was like, man, I don't love either of those like on their own. And then it became, but wait a minute, I can literally do all of that. I have 20 years of business experience. I have 20 years of being a dietitian as experience. Why can't I do all of that? And why can't I burn down exactly the pieces of it that I hate on both sides and only keep the pieces that I love and marry them together? And I build my own future of like, this is my path and this is the business that I'm passionate about. Like it's the same thing that you did, except you had a whole lot more guts to do it much sooner because kids and shit, right? (laughs) Kids and shit. That doesn't sound right. I love my kids. They're amazing. (laughs) But like kids and stuff, life happened, right? But it's such a parallel thing. And I feel like we pigeonhole ourselves because people tell us it has to be black or white. It has to be all or nothing. But in the end, it gets to be exactly whatever the hell we want it to be. And it also gets to change every month or every six or every two years or whatever we want to do. Do you agree with that? Totally. And I think that's one of the things that a lot of coaches get caught up on is thinking that, oh, my business has to look like this person or, oh, I hired this mentor. So now my business has to look like hers. When in reality, there are a million and one different ways to create a business. And the best way that you can create your business is the way that feels best for you. And so there are no rules. I like had this whole thing earlier last year and and did a whole masterclass and it was literally called fuck the rules because it's like I there remember that and no- I love your branding so much. <laughs> there are no rules and the sooner that you can learn that there are no rules, the better off you're going to be in your business because you're going to start actually following those intuitive nudges, not being like, "Oh, but I can't do that. I shouldn't do that." Like you can do whatever you want, and that's the beauty of owning your own business. Why do you think people don't do that initially? Like why do you think people copy other people when they start their business? You could get me going on a tangent on this one. I think it's a lot of society and how we're raised. And, you know, from a young age, we're in school. And it's like, I'm going to tell you, do this, this, and this. And you're going to do this, this, and this. And that's how you get a gold star. And then you go to college if you go to college. And it's the same thing. You do this, this, and this to get your degree. Gold star. You're good to go. And then even in like a job, like a nine to five, they tell you, do this, this, and this. Good. You get paid. And and so I think we're raised with this mentality of, I, yeah, I'm just told what to do and I do it. So then someone comes into entrepreneurship, they take a program, they have a mentor, the mentor says, well, this is what I do. So then they immediately think, well, I'm always used to being told what to do. So now I'm just being told what to do and I'm going to go do it. So I think that's basically how it has to be. Yeah. And you're so on point because that's how we live our entire lives of like, there's a plan and there's a path and we just check the boxes on the path. But then we step into entrepreneurship. And I think this is, this was my rude awakening when I first, you know, with my husband by my side, when he first was like, I'm an entrepreneur and like, you're going to have to get used to that. And I'm like, what? But there's like no path. How do we know what's happening next? And he goes, we don't, we create it. And I was like, that does not track in my brain. That is so scary, right? But it's like this was 20 years ago. And now I'm like, of course, that's what we do. We literally just create it. But this is, I think, where it either makes or breaks you as an entrepreneur. Are you a person who is able to just step out there and just not know what's going to happen next and be okay with that? And then pivot your business in response to what's happening and how you feel about it and how you'd rather have it. And instead of going, well, I'm supposed to do X, But like X feels like shit. So I'm just going to go over here and create Y 
because X doesn't feel good to me. Like if you're able to do that, you're going to be a great entrepreneur. If that makes you want to poop your pants, you're going to be not so great at entrepreneurship because it's a whole lot of evaluating is X what I want or am I just literally building this because I feel like I need to because someone else told me I should, but really I hate everything about it, in which case just go get a nine to five because it's much more secure and much less hassle and much easier to navigate, <laughs> right? Yeah. And I think it also comes down to your own self-trust and confidence too, because there are a lot of people out there that they don't trust themselves to go create why. They're like, well, I don't trust myself to figure it out. And I think that's what it comes down to is at the end of the day, I've done a lot of things in my business. I've made a lot of investments that my boyfriend, my parents, my family, everyone, they're like, what are you doing? And at the end of the day, it's always like, well, I trust myself. Yeah, okay, if something happens and I'm in a bad position, I trust myself to figure it out. I always have. And that's like been a big driver for me. And I think one of the reasons I've been so successful is because I don't move out of fear. Like at the end of the day, I know I always have my own back. And so I think that's just another thing that will make or break you as an entrepreneur is if you can trust yourself to always have your own back and figure it out. Because it's, you're right, there is, it's not planned. <laughs> you, you, sometimes you just don't know what's going to happen. <laughs> And, you know, sometimes you even plan it perfectly. You're like, this is what I see in front of me and I'm planning this out and it's still not going to pan out that way at all. So, like, are you able to shift, which comes back to give yourself permission to burn shit down if it's not working or if even if it's working, but you hate it, right? Like my nutrition business, I, it was working so flipping well that I had clients coming out my ears and I hated every day of my life because it was working, quote unquote, too well. I had to burn that shit down and I had to shift and I had to pivot and I had to decide, okay, I still want this, but I don't want it like this. So what can I do? Where's my control? What can I shift? And can I be okay saying no to this given money right here, right? Like money on the table, like these people are ready to give you money, but like you hate everything about how it's happening because in the end, it isn't just about money. It's about, do you love this business that you're building? And if you love it, it becomes so much easier to generate money in that business, right? Like, don't you agree with that? Like for me, it's always, if I, if I do things in my business in a way that feels good and I'm like, I actually want to do this, money comes to me so much easier than when I'm like, here's the thing I should be doing. So I'm going to ram it down my own throat, even though I hate it. Then it's a struggle to generate cash. Yes. 100%. I just went through this. Like last year I did a lot of micro programs. Like every month I was launching and running a program and I'm a manifester, like human design. I like to have the idea, do the big thing. And then I also like to retreat into like my little cocoon and, and recharge because I am like not a high energy all the time kind of person. And so at the end of last year and coming into this year, I decided I was going to stop making micro programs and create one year long membership that I put everything into. And it was one of the hardest decisions because the micro programs sold every month. They brought in money every month. They were doing great. I had a membership where you could get all my programs and it was doing great financially, but I was burnt out and exhausted by the end of the year. And I was like, I can't do this anymore. It's just not even worth it. It, it gets to the point where it's like, I'm not enjoying this. And if the whole purpose of this business is for me to be passionate, then I need to be doing what I enjoy. And and I think that when you start to follow those those things where you're like following what feels good, you actually will make more money because I stopped doing these big launches and more people are coming into my world than ever before. And it blows my mind. 
It's because you're in an energy that's not stressed and hustle all the time. You're not, and I'm a manifester too. So I feel this deeply. Like I need to, I go through, I call it the vortex. I go through the vortex of like, I have so much stuff that's happening in my brain and I want to put it out in the universe. But then I want to like walk away and go sit on a couch under a blanket and like not interact with anybody about it for a minute. Like I just need to go like be after that, right? And to constantly be on and constantly feel like you have to produce, you have to show up, you have to, have to, have to. That's not a business built on passion. That's a business built on the same principles that your parents and my parents thought we should build our careers, right? Like that's not, that's not freedom to me, at least it might be to somebody because freedom to somebody might just mean financial security and that's fine. But like I have financial security, but I also have a whole lot of fucking time in my day where I get to do what I want to do. And I love that part so much better. Do you know what I mean? To do it in that way. So anyway. I'm so grateful that you were here with me. Our stories, we're we're both manifestors, right? Like our stories are just the same. We're the same. If you ever see us on the street together, which you won't because she just moved across the country, we are the same. But Olivia, I'm so grateful that you were here and that we were able to talk about this because I think everybody, especially folks who are starting in their business, but also anybody who might be feeling resentment in their business, this is your permission slip to completely burn it down and start, not start again, or just burn down the pieces that don't work and shift it constantly like shift it after you recognize I'm not in a good space with this I'm going to do something else and then shift it again when you're like I built this thing that works great but I don't enjoy how I built it so I'm going to shift it it's okay and not just okay it's almost required if you want long-term entrepreneurship to work be ready to have nothing be stable ever (laughs) that's pretty (laughs) much the summary be ready for that and you're going to ace this entrepreneur thing All right. Tell everybody before I let you go what you got coming up. Actually, tell people first where they can connect with you. Where can they find you on Instagram and so forth? And then what's coming up for you in the next couple of months? Yeah. So you can find me on Instagram. My Instagram is at Olivia Rose Glosser. And over the next couple of months, things that are happening for me, I'm not launching new programs. (laughs) So you can come into my year. (laughs) You can come into my year-long membership where you learn how to build and scale your business to six figures with freedom and flow and fun and all of the good stuff. And that's pretty much the thing that's happening in my world. (laughs) I love that so much because that also to me screams a lot of freedom on your plate, which I think is amazing. Um, Give Olivia a follow if you haven't yet. She's amazing. If you happen to be in California, have coffee with her because I can't. Um, I'm sending people to you in California now. Don't actually go look her up. That's creepy. But (laughs) I'm so glad you guys were here. Olivia, thanks for being here. And I will catch the rest of you on the next episode. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Embodied CEO podcast. To connect with me, Kirsten, head to kirstenscreen.com or find me on Instagram at thekirstenscreen. My DMs are always open, so drop in and say hi. Be sure to follow, subscribe, and share the Embodied CEO podcast. And now go out there and take some action.